In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My husband, Scott, grew up in Elmira, New York. And when he was growing up, there was a young man down there who he knew had a passion for clothing. And he just loved clothes. He liked looking at clothes. He liked designing clothes. And he spent his time doing that. And he would go around and solicit other kids for their clothing. So if you were wearing a shirt he liked, he would offer to literally buy the shirt off your back. And a lot of kids sold them. <laughs> Probably much to their parents' dismay. But what he would do is he would take the clothes he got and he would cut off the sleeves of one shirt and cut off the sleeves of another one and then switch the sleeves and maybe get rid of the collar and change the buttons. And that's kind of what he did was he took clothes and he would cut them up and then put them back together in a new and different way and created quite a distinct style. Well, everybody thought this guy was nuts. I mean, this was just crazy. He would put plaids with stripes and weird different kinds of buttons. And, but he was so into this that when he got older, he rented a retail space in downtown Elmira, New York, and began to sell his clothing out of this retail space. He didn't do very well, needless to say. People again thought, oh, that's just that crazy kid. He's got a store now, and nobody would kind of go in there. And the last thing they wanted to be doing was wearing their neighbor's clothes, but just configured in a different way. So he finally left Elmira and went out into the world and became very famous. Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> you didn't know that, huh? Elmira, New York, Tommy Hilfiger. And I can remember hearing about this at Scott's high school reunion. Scott went to high school with Billy Hilfiger. And he told the stories of how his brother was just sort of made fun of and demeaned. And now you can't even go to Europe without seeing Tommy on somebody's shirt. So when we've traveled to Europe and I see Tommy, I think of Elmira, New York. <laughs> As they say, there is no honor for a prophet in his hometown or amongst his kin. And I'm sure the people of Nazareth felt the same way about Jesus. That's that crazy kid that Mary raised. Who does he think he is? And they couldn't see beyond that. We have moments in our lives where we can't see beyond what has become too familiar to us. Where we can't see beyond what we expect to see. Where we can't see beyond what we want to see. And that's why it's so important to have a community so that we can all see the way God would like us to see. Because without a community of faith, we could miss what God is doing in the world, just like the people of Nazareth missed what Jesus was up to. I mean, Jesus is coming off a huge healing high. I mean, he just healed the hemorrhaging woman we heard last week. He, he raised up the little girl off of her deathbed, and he comes home, and they're like, who is this guy? And it was so, their unbelief was so amazing to Jesus that he became powerless for a moment. He was unable to do the healing. So it's an important that as a Christian community, we help each other see the way God wants us to see. 
that we live in the context that God has called us to live in. So for all of us, we are beloved children of God. And if we see ourselves as beloved children of God, then everything changes in the world. Then we don't measure ourselves by the world's standards. We are not our job. We are not our income. We are not the car we drive or the house we live in. We are beloved children of God. And that makes everything different. So that when something happens to any of the above, we lose our job or, God forbid, our house burns down or whatever, that we are not defined by that. That we're defined as beloved children of God. And the Christian community is there to help us see that and reinforce that and create that grounding context for ourselves. Because the world is out creating all other kinds of contexts for us which can make us miserable. The world wants us to see what the world wants us to see. I was preaching down at Brentland Woods this morning and I asked, and I'm, I'm talking about this and one of the, the uh, 90 year old women says to me, yeah, the world wants us to see Michael Jackson every day on the news. <laughs> I wish they'd bury that poor man. <laughs> When's that gonna happen? She's right. I mean, turn on the Today Show for like six days in a row. Now, I liked Michael Jackson. I admit I own Thriller and Bad. I, I you know, but there gets, there's a limit. I mean, my husband and I are unfortunately very cognizant of the, the uh, men and women in the Army as we celebrate Independence Day that are fighting overseas. And we don't see that. We can forget that because it's not shown to us. What we're looking at instead is celebrity worship, idolatry, essentially. People are crazed. The state of California who's like almost bankrupt has to pay for all these extra people to monitor the funeral. It's, it's craziness, it's weird priorities. So in order to stay grounded, we have to see the way that God wants us to see. We need to continue to be within our Christian community so that we can remember that we are beloved children of God, that we know that when we have a difficult time, that God is with us. And we know that through the community that surrounds us when we have a difficult time. That we know that when we die, that there is something beyond this life, that we are assured of eternal life through Jesus, through the, the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. We're assured of something beyond this. The world gives us something different. The world sees differently than we see. And that's what we fear when we look at the people of Nazareth who cannot see beyond what they have come to know in their own little world. And so the next thing that we hear in the gospel is that Jesus sends out the disciples two by two to go off and, and heal others. So I did a Brentland Bible study on Monday and we get to that part and I said, well, what do you think I should preach on Sunday? And George raises his hand and he goes, people should share their faith. And I said, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> we have trouble doing that, though. We have trouble sharing our faith. 
And I think for most of us Episcopalians, who are a little shy, potentially, about sharing our faith, is that the verb is share, not coerce. <laughs> I think that's the difference. You know, I don't feel responsible for converting people to think and believe the way I think and believe. But what is healing? What Jesus was asking the disciples to do was to go out with nothing, so they're dependent on other people's hospitality. And when you're taken in and you are sharing someone's hospitality, that means they're open to you. So when people offer you hospitality, it's a time where you can offer back your faith and that you can share the stories of when your faith has sustained you in the world that we live in today. Because people who are not within a faith community have nothing to sustain them. They want something to sustain them. This may not be the incarnational way that they can live out their faith, but you can be a healing presence to people in the world through the sharing of your faith story. So you can maybe remember a time where it was difficult, or maybe a time that was joyous, a baptism or a wedding where you were blessed, where people came in a faith community in terms of blessing. And you can share the story, because that's what Jesus asked the disciples to do. Go out, <coughs> have the hospitality, and share the story. The world needs a way of seeing. We need to cut off the sleeves and re-sew new sleeves. We need to change the buttons. We need to get rid of the collar, potentially. We need to reframe what's going on in the world. We need to reframe it within our context of this community of faith that's grounded in love. So that people can be healed, people can be sustained in a world that's very troubled. And that will affect everything in our lives and those around us.